agnostics, long-haired weirdos, short-haired weirdos, vandals, hooligans. The government has the government love. The government has the government love. The government Welcome to the Politics Guys, a place for bipartisan, rational, and civil debate on American politics and policy. I'm Michael Baranowski, a professor of political science at Northern Kentucky University. I'm joined today by my conservative counterpart, Cleveland area attorney and defender of freedom, Jay Carson. Good morning, Mike. Hey, Jay. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty. I am. Uh, I have. I was awakened by um, you know on this free expression show. There's a park about a block or so away from uh from my home and uh there was some sort of uh protest going on this morning so i'm not uh i don't think they're protesting me specifically um but uh they could you know <laughs> and maybe they could they, maybe they should <laughs> they, and they, and they may well hit my place on the way back um but we'll see but well, i just thought that was that was apropos of our some, our topic this morning. Some real life free expression. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that is, in fact, going to be our topic in, in this, our second listener chosen listener participation show. And we, we have some supporters here with us today. Thanks, guys, so much for joining us. And, and just like last time, as uh, as we talk about our topic of free expression, uh, if you have any comments, thoughts, just, you know, include them. We'll try to work them in. You and for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and uh, again, for folks who are interested in this, maybe participating in the future one, this is something that's open to all of our supporters, the $10 or month or higher level. And if that's something you want to uh, be, well, just go to the patreon.com slash politics guys. And, you know, we always put all that stuff in the show notes and so forth. And yes, we are going to try to do our next one or one of the future ones uh, a little bit later on because we're recording this at 9 a.m eastern on a saturday morning and that's uh jay as you pointed out that's actually probably early for all, a lot of people even if they're not in the eastern time zone so uh we're hoping to do an afternoon one or just kind of mix up the times a little bit for those for, for listeners who or supporters who want to take advantage of this and, and get in on it but just it don't want to get up that early and i totally get that so anyway here we go. Free expression. Well, I'm a fan. Jay, I, I assume you're a fan too, right? Yeah, very much so, actually. And I, I would say that is, um, it, it may be sort of a weird way, uh, sort of an animating principle for for why I do this this stuff in the first place. Um, there was a, a, a great man, Mike, uh, this was a, something, of, again, a statement that I have sort of a pole star, right, of, of my uh, professional and intellectual existence, uh, who once said that uh, I have sworn upon uh, the altar of God, uh, eternal um, opposition to any form of tyranny over the mind of man. Um, you can probably guess who that is, Mike. That's, but, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for those of you, yeah, for those of you who don't, who don't uh, have uh, Mike's vast historical uh, knowledge, that, that, of course, was Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. So. I, um, I, but no, that was this I is this speak his name, has been but... a, a a big deal for me. Um, you know, really since since my college days. Yeah, I, I can attest to that. You have always been a staunch, fervent uh, supporter of free expression. So, but you know, and, and we talk about it all the time on the show. But I don't know that we've ever really focused on it kind of exclusively as the overall topic of a segment. And so, when you know, a, I guess a 
probably a few months ago at this point, you mentioned that Knight Foundation survey, and then listeners talked about free expression as being a possible uh, topic. It, it just seemed to be sort of a sort of a natural thing. And uh, the, the survey is actually really interesting. The Knight Foundation, free, uh, it's from the Knight Foundation, it's uh, Free Expression in America Post-2020. And what they did is they uh, contracted with the polling firm uh, Ipsos, and they surveyed over 4,000 American adults, including an additional sample of 1,000 undergraduate students, uh, to kind of get a sense of what the state of free expression in America was post-2020. And I, when I looked at it, there were a number of things that kind of jumped out to me, Jay. And, and one of them was that, for instance, 63% said that free speech was very important. But at, at, number one, I think, well, is that is 63% all that high? I don't know. But they they looked at 11 rights. And of those 11, free expression, free speech, sorry, came in fourth place. It trailed the right to vote at 74%, equal protection under the law at 73%, and privacy at 64%. And if you look at freedom of the press, which is also obviously a part of an important part of free expression, that did a whole lot worse. Only 51% of this national representative sample found it to be very important. And that's 10th place. The only thing that was behind it uh, was the right to bear arms. And so, I don't know, I look at that and that's that's not exactly the sort of results I would hope for. And I wanted to get your take on that to start off. Yeah, no, I was I was uh, a little, I don't know if alarmed is the right word, but uh, yeah, uh, alarmed. And, and there's a couple of things going into that. Like I said, I'm always a little skeptical on these kind of polls um, because they're, they're, they're subject to these sort of, you know, for example, the, the freedom of the press, um, I, I can see how that would cut both ways, right? Um, you would have plenty of conservatives who, who would say, I think, you know, what CNN and um, the liberal mainstream media does is ridiculous. And likewise, you would have plenty on the other side who would say, I can't believe, you know, Fox is allowed to say that. Um, you know what I mean? And, and the result is, is well, uh, in some senses, both, you know, the answer is, I mean, to me, at least, we'll let everybody say what they want to say. Um, uh, I, I see how that can result in a, you know, nobody, nobody likes you, right? It's sort of, it's sort of the same um, uh, thing you get of, you know, Congress, nobody likes Congress, but everybody likes their own representative. Like, um, yeah. But, I but the, the idea that I guess that, that troubled me was, um, again, going back uh, in, in in our day, um, something like freedom of speech, uh, freedom of expression was something that uh, we could really agree on to some extent um, that, that most Republicans, Democrats would would say, yes, this is. And I think that still exists. But the, the it bothered me a little bit um, in the survey was the the idea of, well, we should and the, you'll, you'll probably get into this in a little bit. But curtail speech, you know, to the extent it's it's hate speech or offensive to someone or or that sort of thing, or it's misinformation. Um, uh, that that I, I found to be the troubling uh, piece of that because it, it seems to be an abandonment of what what I would think is a a core Western civilizational principle. Um, yeah, see, so, I, I I agree with you, uh, obviously, about it being an important core 
Western civilizational principle. But I, I just think most people really don't don't really give a damn about core Western civilizational principles. I mean, I, well, no, and, 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 and actually, nor and in some in some respects, nor should they. OK, right? so, because well, if, it's, if it's a if it's a if it's a core, you know, it ought to be sort of the water you swim in. Right. Except, um, except, well, yes and no, because I think how most people think about it is in, in terms of or a lot of people certainly saying, yeah, I think, for instance, freedom of the press and free speech is OK, but not for not for really icky ideas. I mean, not for right, things not that are, you know, don't like. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah. where it's the most important, of course. And that's where I think it has the most resistance. And so, uh, you know, I've long argued that even just for a lot of basic democratic principles that people care about. Uh, well, at least there is a significant subset of people who care about outcomes. And it doesn't really matter how we get to those outcomes. It just matters that we get to those outcomes. And if that means we jettison these abstract principles, well, I'm OK because the end justifies the means. You got to break a few eggs. You know? yeah, and and I, I'm, I'm reminded of, of that sort of goes back to something that was happening about the same time that uh, this hit was the. Um, the Stanford uh, uh, issue where uh, Judge uh, Judge Kyle Duncan was brought in to speak and was shouted down, and then um, you had a Stanford administrator get up and and give this pre prepared speech about sort of well is the is the juice worth the squeeze uh, in in her words, uh, meaning that look is allowing free speech uh, worth it or free expression worth it uh, if it's going to get every all these people upset. Uh, and to me, that was was truly chilling. And I think a lot of other people, and I think the the, Stan, the dean of Stanford Law School, to her credit, uh, I think handled that well. Um, uh, you know, after the fact, but um, that that to me is just just the idea that you're getting this well is the juice worth the squeeze uh, idea out there is is troublesome because uh, to me, uh, again, and, and I think to from a Western civilizational standpoint. Uh, you would say that it's it's uh, it's the squeeze that's important, right? Um, that sort of gets us where we are, makes us what we are. But but it's um, but but I, don't, I I mean I disagree in part in that I think it's it's not it's a ridiculous maybe not a ridiculous way to phrase it. Uh, it is trying too hard to be hit. Maybe I don't know, but uh, it seems to me that it's a reasonable question in that free speech, free expression is an incredibly important value, but it's not the only value. You know, civil order is is a I would argue and a lot of people would argue is an even more important oh, sure. value. And so you have to ask those questions about and, and the court, I think, you know, over its history has asked those questions saying to, to what extent do we allow free speech rights to infringe on civil order? And, and that's so I guess I, I know that people on the right were all freaked out that, oh, my God, they did. This administrator asked this awful question, but I don't think it's really an awful question. I think it's an important question to be asked. Well, no, I, I think it's it's an awful question when you're when the the squeeze, right? The the concern is that people will get their feelings hurt. Um, there's plenty of law out there, um, you know, going back, uh, you know, to the Oliver Wendell Holmes, you know, you, you can't shout fire in a crowd of theater type thing, uh, where it says no, you can't have speech that that. Uh, uh, endangers the public welfare that uh, uh, presents a clear and present danger. Um, uh, well, well how about this? Uh, for instance, but, so so I'm saying, well, you know, again, something fighting words, for example, are not protected. Um, uh, and and but also, like like I said, you can't have what's also called the heckler's veto, where you 
um, someone says, look, you, you say something I don't like and I'm going to riot. So. Well, I, I think and we see this on both the left and the right in the survey, for instance, 65 percent of Republicans. So over, you know, nearly two thirds. Right. Said that kneeling or turning away during the national anthem isn't a legitimate form of free expression. And then on the other hand, 61 percent of Democrats said that taking part in protests against certifying the 2020 election isn't legitimate free expression. And to me, that now that I think is a fairly chilling thing. Now, I can understand, I think, a little bit more given when this was uh, the survey happened and it was not terribly long after January 6th. Right. So I think people can hear the January 6th question and think, well, taking part in protests, what does that mean exactly? And kind of conflate that with, you know, invading the Capitol and, and doing that sort of thing. But when when nearly two thirds of Republicans say that, no, it's not legitimate free expression to take a knee during the national anthem. Wow. That is, I mean, you know, people joke with, the, or sometimes people don't joke with the term fascism, but, but that sure sounds like a fascist sort of belief. Well, I guess, I, and, and I, I um, draw a distinction there be, between that. And again, maybe this is where it's, it's the wording is imperfect or the question's imperfect. Um, I think someone, you know, saying, um, so for example, if someone said, well, could the, you know, could the federal government or state government um, pass a law that requires you to stand for the national anthem. Um, of course not. Um, that's, that's ridiculous and, and would be overturned. I mean, we have similar, um, uh, cases involving, for example, uh, uh, saluting the flag and pledges of allegiance and all that sort of thing. Um, so no, it's, it's a, it's a perfectly, uh, valid in terms of, is it first amendment, first amendment protected? Yes. And the government do anything about it? No. Um, I don't think people make those distinctions. I mean, I, you make those distinctions, but that's my point is that, you know, the, these things are not just legal principles. These are things that if they are to have, have meaning over time and to be solid and, and, uh, principles over the course of history that they need to have the support of the public because ultimately, you know, I mean, we're a, we're a Republic of, you know, the people rule in the end. And if the people over an extended period of time lose faith with those fundamental principles and those principles lose their meaning over time. And so, sure, I agree with you that the court would never say that it is OK for the, the state to pass a law saying you must stand during the national anthem or to criminalize, you know, kneeling. But the fact that Nearly two thirds of Republicans seem to uh, seem to think, at least in this one poll, that it is not legitimate free expression to do that. That that to me is yeah, a big problem. No, I think that's that to me that's trouble. Now, again, what 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 do they mean by legitimate free expression? Uh, I, I would argue if you've if you've got a contract uh, with with your employer that pays you millions and millions of dollars, and part of that contract requires you to stand for the national anthem, well. Um, yeah, then, then you've got a, you've got a contract question and it's not a, it's not a, uh, government free expression question. Um, but you know, I, I think the, you know, someone could certainly say, listen, no, you, you don't have a right to, to, to protest in this manner, in this place, uh, at this time, um, based on what you've, you've agreed, you know, to do. Uh, so I, I, I think that's, I, I think that's where I, I would draw a distinction. I don't know if the, the people who are entering the polls are drawing that distinction. 
I, yeah, um, I tend to think, but I, not. but that's, that's how I would see the two things differently. One, you know, look, protesting on your own time. Uh, the other essentially protesting on uh, uh, work time. But, um, but, but again, if the protest is uh, amounts to, I see what you're saying, but if a protest essentially amounts to what your body position is during the time when the entire team is on the field, well, that's not taking your employer's time. As far as I know, there aren't any, there, at least there haven't no, but, been. No, but it's, but it's, it is uh, whatever you're breaching your, your contract with. But Mike, and let me, let me be clear. Um, at that point, that's an issue between the employee and the employer. I, I, I don't think the government has anything to do with it. And I would, I would very much say from, yeah, from a government standpoint, um, yeah, uh, if, if someone wants to kneel during the national anthem, that's, they're, they're welcome to do so. Um, and, and, and likewise, I think, I think people, you know, in the, the stands and the fans can make up their mind and say, look, we think this is, uh, you know, perhaps constitutionally permissible. Um, but it's, you know, something we don't don't agree with this, you know, that kind of thing. But, it, you know, um, as, as, which is all which is all well and good. But but I think as, as Alex points out here in the comments is that, you know, people aren't making those sort of distinctions that you and I do. And I think in part that's then I agree. I think that's the nature sort of how the polling works. It's not these kind of detailed focus groupy sort of things. When people when when somebody sees, you know, somebody, an athlete kneeling during the national anthem, they think, ah, this is constitutionally protected, but I do not believe it is the right thing to do. I mean, people just like screw that, dude, you should fire him. That's kind <laughs> of the response. Right. I mean, that, I, I think well, I guess I guess. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm always, I, I and again, I, I can't put myself in, in someone else's place, but that's the way I tend to, to view things. And that, that could just be because this is the way I've been for most of my life. And this is the educational route that I've taken and the training that I've taken. And I've worked in this kind of field where you talk about this kind of thing and think about this thing a lot. Um, and, and maybe your average person hasn't, but I, I, I tend to, um, give the average person more credit than you do, Mike, um, well, I, yeah, I, that, mm. that you could, you could say that, listen, um, I, I disagree with, with what they're doing and, and, uh, where they're doing it and all that. I, and I don't think there's a, um, uh, an issue that this is protected or unprotected speech, you know, in terms of the government, but, uh, uh, Geez, Colin, you're making an ass of yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I see, guess that's I, sort of I, Yeah, I, I think you're much more of an out-of-touch elite than I am. And I think that's the problem. Is, is so, is so I, when you say uh, – I'm certainly an elite, elite. I don't think I'm out of touch. Well, but, uh, I, I, feel like, I feel like you are. I mean, I think uh, you know, when I – and, you know, I've long argued this, right? It's kind of part of my argument about why I think uh, even though I, I, there are some people I – respect a lot who are libertarians. I think libertarianism doesn't work because libertarians assume everyone has their kind of level of, of, of rationality and civic mindedness and all this other kinds of stuff. And it does not seem to me to be the case. And so that, that's, you know, but again, that that's maybe another yeah. point. Ladies but, and gentlemen, I, I recall a very night in, in uh, 1990 when when Mike accused me of being a cultural elitist. Oh, and you, you um, you're definitely a cultural elitist. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's <laughs> no question. You can you can you know I you can identify the differences between say Shostakovich and Brahms almost like like that. You know, so that's just oh, yeah, I, absolutely I, yeah, exactly. Only you, know. you couldn't, but exactly. Well, let's you know the another thing I wanted to talk about or some in this poll and kind of moving on into that is. There were some notable differences between uh, Democrats and Republicans on well a number of free expression issues. Let me give an example. 
89% of Democrats in this survey said that preventing the spread of false information was very important. And that's compared to only 63% of Republicans. Uh, another big difference, 85% of Democrats said it's very important to protect the ability of different groups to be heard compared to 63% of Republicans. And I wanted to get your take, Jay, uh, on what you thought about those differences there. I mean, they're pretty significant differences. Yeah. In why you think and that exist. was, that was like actually the, the biggest issue for me that I found, found chilling was this idea that um, the government ought to have some role in controlling uh, quote unquote misinformation. Um, and, and, you know, to me, Mike, for that, for that's a lot of reasons. And, it's not that I'm a fan of, of misinformation. It's just that I'm not a fan of the government or the government controlling it. And that if the, the government has that power, they will certainly abuse it. And, you know, today's misinformation is often tomorrow's truth, as we have we've discovered. Let, let me um, let me stop you right and, there. And secondly, I'm, let me, you know, okay. I just want to finish. And there are things I think, again, in in my world, as I as I view things. Um, there's a, a ready cure for misinformation, and that's correct information, more information. We hope you enjoyed this preview of our supporters-exclusive midweek show. If you'd like to hear the rest of the episode, we hope you'll consider becoming a supporter. Supporters get ad-free access to all of our shows, membership in our Politics Guys Discord group where you can join in on the conversation, and other benefits at different levels of support. To become a supporter, go to patreon.com slash politicsguys. You can also support us through Venmo or at politicsguys or through PayPal. You'll find all of our support links in the show notes as well as at politicsguys.com slash support. And if you'd like to get the midweek show, but you're not in a position to become a financial supporter, that's not a problem. Just send me an email at mike at politicsguys.com and I'll be happy to get that set up for you.